We now begin the third parak of Maseches Ksuvos. This is three one, and this chapter deals with the unpleasant topics of the onus and the mafata. The onus is the rapist, and the mafata is the seducer. The first couple of Mishnayos are focused just on the the onus. We'll focus on that case first. So. Um, let's see the Pesukim inside. The, the Pesukim, the Parsha of the Ones, really is just, it's just two verses. It's in Parsha's Kiseitze. It's um, chapter 22, verse 28 and 29. And the Pesukim say, When a man finds a girl who's a Na'ara Basula. Now, Na'ara, um, loosely translated means, you know, a young girl, but it's a technical term. Uh girl in her life has three legal phases. Uh, the first is she's a katana, and that's until she's 12 years old, and until she begins puberty, evidenced by um, beginning to grow body hairs. So those that stage is called the katana. Then for the next six months after she becomes, let's call it bas mitzvah, 12 years old and hitting puberty, she is a, a na'ara. That's what our verse is speaking about explicitly over here. And then after um, half a year of those six months, she becomes becomes a bogeris, a fully mature um, young woman. So here we're talking about a Nara. This means we're talking about a girl who is, um, say, 12, 12 and a half, um, but not older than that. It's a Machlokas Tanayim if we're talking about under than that as well. Um, we'll talk, see that inside the inside the Mishnayos. And she's a Basula. This woman had never been married before, never been with a man. Asher Lo Orasa. And she's also um, not, she's not married. Usfasa, he grabs her. Veshachav Ima, he sleeps with her. Venimto, and then um, they're discovered. So we find out who this bad guy is. So now, we're going to have a kanas, a penalty against him. The Pasuk says, The rapist, he will give the father of this girl, the victim, 50 silver pieces. Um, that's part one. He has two things, two consequences. The first is the consequence of the kanas. And second of all, in addition... He also is forced to marry her in the event that the girl and her father want her to marry him. Then he can be forced to marry the girl. And he is not permitted to divorce her um, his entire life. Meaning we said before, normally a man can... Divorce a woman, even Balkarcha, even against her will, but not this case here. There's a separate penalty. He's forced um, to stay married to her. So we have two penalties here. Now let me make sure something is perfectly clear before we see the mission sign. If a person walks down the street and he finds someone and victimizes them in any way, he just keep, you know someone comes up to Mr. A comes up to Mr. B and he punches him in the nose and breaks his nose. So there are five compensatory payments that must be made. That's what the topic largely of. Uh, Perka Choval, the eighth chapter there in, in uh, um, Bavakama, but we will also see the topics here in our, in our parak here. So those five, five payments, the payments of Tsar for the pain of the victim, and the Boshes, the humiliation of the victim, and the Ripoy, the medical bills of the victim, and the Pagam, the depreciation, devaluing of the victim, and finally the, the Sheves, the um, like the unemployment until he can get back on his feet and get a job again, until he can work. So those unemployment payments, compensatory payments, they're all made for anyone who's victimized um, and a person responsible to make those payments whenever he is responsible for injuring a person. And 
that would be true here as well. Our our pasuk is it goes without saying that if this guy does something bad to this girl, so then as applicable, as we'll see in the mission, the details, um, he has certainly you know pay for that. He has to pay for the pain he caused her and the humiliation he caused her, etc. But we're saying in addition to that, the Torah here is setting up a kanas. Kanas sos penalties are relatively uncommon in the Torah. Um, usually, most of the Torah's um, like penal system has to do with it's compensatory, right? It's, it, you basically have to pay back the loss you caused or somehow compensate for the damage that was done. And I said before those five payments, they're all to somehow try to compensate monetarily for damage that was that was done, injury that was caused, humiliation that was inflicted, etc. Um, but we're saying in addition to all of that, because we have this, you know, something terrible has happened here. We have a young girl in the prime of her life. She's a girl um, taken advantage of. She, you know, what, what is, you know, how could she even keep her eyes open for such a thing? She's 12 years old or so. Um, and he did this to her. So in addition to all of the compensation he has to make, he has to also pay a penalty. And a kanas, a penalty, um, has nothing to do with um, who the victim was or the amount of damage, humiliation, etc. done. Uh, all kanasot are sort of essentially arbitrary fixed numbers, the tor- n- numbers, sums that the Torah sets forth. And in this case, it's going to be these 50 shkalim. So we're saying this terrible scenario, in addition to other payments that are made to her, um, her father, the father also gets, and it will see sometimes it will be her who gets it, um, if there's no father around, etc. But um, uh, the father gets this 50 silver coin payment as a kanas, as a penalty against this man for having done such a terrible thing. So now we go to our Mishnah. So since th- there were two parts to the like the non-compensatory angle to what's going on to this guy, besides the fact he has to pay, you know, the consequences and make up to whatever for what he did to her in terms of, you know, injury and so on, humiliation. He also, A, has to pay the 50 shekel kanas, and he also um, is forced to marry her um, if that's indeed what the woman and her father wants. That's their choice. But if if they choose to, they can force this rapist now to marry this girl um, and stay married to her. So the first thing the mission wants to discuss here, Mishnah Aleph, is who are the women for whom um, the kanas is is eligible. So the basic premise of the mission here, we're not going to talk about the obvious case, which is any Basula, Nara, who wasn't married, uh, she's eligible. Okay, But there are other cases where, as the mission will go on to now address, where for one reason or another, he wouldn't be marrying her. In other words, the, of the two parts, there's the financial payments of 50 shekels and the forced to marry her. The second part, being forced to marry her, simply is not uh, feasible not allowed for some reason or other. Um, like, for example, if she's a mamzeris, so he can't marry her because she's a mamzeris. So the question that the Mishnah wants to answer is, well, if he can't be forced to marry her, that part is not applicable to her. Is he also off the hook from paying the 50 shekel kanas, the penalty? The answer is no, he's not off the hook. So the Mishnah says now inside, kanas. The following are lists of women for whom um, there is a kanas payment. Um, and the first categories here are ones are women that he wouldn't be able, girls, women that he wouldn't be able to marry, uh, but he still has to pay. So it's Habaal Hamamzeris. If this onus was Ma'anes Hamamzeris, the girl who is the product of, this, of a forbidden union, so he's not allowed to marry her, but he still pays the Kanas. Vahla Nasina, or a girl who was a descendant of the Nasinim, those give Onim who made that tricky pact with Yoshua, and there was later on a either. Machlokas Rashi tells us to rise from the Rabbanan. They can't marry into the Jewish people, um, so she can't marry this fellow now. Balha Kusis, or a, a descendant from the Kusim, again, that other 
group of people that were brought in um, during the Syrian, in the wake of the Syrian uh, conquest in the Temple of Rishon, in the first Bais Rishon, the first Temple period, um, in the wake of that, of that uh, the loss of the ten tribes in the north. So again, these people not allowed to marry into the Jewish people in general, and so this is who the girl was, so then she's not going to be forced to marry him, not be allowed to marry him, but still um, he, the the Ma'anis must pay this penalty. Um, also, we said that the second condition, besides for her being eligible to be married, she also has to be a basula. Now, we said there are three categories of women who we are concerned aren't basulim. Um, nevertheless, over here, um, that wouldn't apply. So it's those group of Habal Hagiores, the woman who's a convert, Vashfuya, or a Jewish woman who was held captive, Vala or a slave girl who started being not Jewish. But then all three of these women become part of the general Jewish population, meaning Sheniftu, uh, the captive Jewish girls returned, Vishnis Gairo, or the non-Jewish girl converts to being a Jew, Vinishtachru, or the slave who's not Jewish now is emancipated and becomes a full-blown Jewess. In all those cases, if if the event of them returning to the main Jewish population through conversion or ransoming, redeeming, um, or emancipation happened before they were three years old, so then um, we don't they're not subject to the concern of being not basulim from before three years old, and therefore, um, if it happens to them, the kanas certainly is still the usual kanas. Furthermore, says the Mishnah, there are certain women who um, he will face a penalty of because of of uh, incest, because of arayos, they'll face a penalty of karas. So karas, divine excision, or premature death, is a severe penalty. And there is a principle, um, which we will see now, that is called kamle bidarab mine, that if you have two separate consequences for a single act, um, so we usually, the rule is we apply and enforce the more severe consequence, and we don't enforce the lesser consequence. So classic example is, you know, if Mr. A shoots Mr. B, so and let's say the bullet goes through his through his chest and kills him, so there's two hypothetically two separate things. There's the claim on the for the murder of Mr. B, and then also Mr. B's heirs could say, "Listen, that was our favorite shirt, and now you made it. You put the hole inside where the bullet went in, and it's covered in blood. You have to buy us a new shirt." So the halacha is that of midirabmine means that we enforce the capital crime punishment, and we worry about you know the murder, and we don't sort of depreciate the situation of we're talking here about someone dying and to also um, make the, the the perpetrator now pay for the shirt. That just is like sort of belittling the whole issue. Um, so the question is, what happens if we have a situation in which the the case of the rape is one in which also carries a penalty of karas? So do we say, since anyways is getting karas, that we say, and he faces karas but doesn't pay the kanas or not? Now, there's a shita not mentioned in our Mishnah, the shita of Rabbi Nechunya ben Hakana in the Gemara, who says that does apply for issues of karas, meaning that he wouldn't play a, pay a kanas, pay the penalty. However, our Tana here says no, and this is the halacha, that um, there is such a principle of but it does not apply when you're talking about a spiritual consequence like karas, meaning even though the guy gets karas, he also has to pay the fine of the kanas, the penalty. So the mission here says, Habala Choso, one who um, raped his sister, God forbid. So um, again, that's a karas penalty, but he'll also have to pay the kanas. Balachos Aviv, same goes if we're talking about his aunt 
being his father's sister, Valachos Imo, or his aunt being his mother's sister, Valachos Ishto, or his wife's sister, Valachos Achiv, or his uh, brother's wife, Valachos Achi Aviv, also his father's brother's wife, meaning his uncle's wife, his aunt, Valanida, and also if the woman were a Nida. Um, in all those cases, since there's a, there's a penalty of, of Karas, but nevertheless, there's also the issue of the Kanas. Yeshlam Kanas, says the Mishnah. Um, by the way, remember, the woman has to be a Basula, never having slept with a man before, and therefore we're talking about situations of like Aisha's Achiv and so on, she was someone's wife. It has to be a scenario where she was someone's wife, um, but only with Erisin, and then after that, they got divorced through through um, a get, because remember the Pusik said she also can't be a married woman. So, But whatever the point is, the point is if you can engineer a case where the woman is indeed a Chiv Karis, um, and Carly not married, and not, and yes to Libusulos, then there is a Kanas penalty to be paid. Afa Pishahen Bikares is the mission, even though these women have a penalty of Karis if you sleep with them. Ein Behen Misas Bezdin, since there's no um, execution carried out by the courts for for um, sleeping with these women. Therefore, we don't apply Kemli Bidrabine and we do enforce the Kanas. Um, just an important side point, which is. Um, Hypothetically, if there were Adam and Hasra, if there were witnesses and warning to this person and what he was doing, and he carried out his crime anyways, so then he would be penalized um, not with karis but with malchus uh, lashes, and lashes being very severe, um, they basically boil down to whipping the guy until he's on the brink of death. Uh, again, God forbid. So in such a scenario where this guy's getting um, lashed to the brink of death, um, we do apply then. We would apply Kimli Bidurab because carried by the courts, and he would not pay the 50 shekel kanas.